You know I love to chat about changing paradigms in the beauty industry here on the Hairstylist Rising podcast, and that is exactly what we are doing during this episode. I'm not even going to make you wait. Today, we are talking to Michelle Pritchard about how hairstylists can increase their income with affiliate marketing. Michelle is a salon owner and content creator who is revolutionizing retail in the beauty industry. She walks the talk, she utilizes affiliate marketing, and don't worry, we're gonna explain exactly what that is, to rock retail in her salon without having to carry tens of thousands of dollars worth of inventory. This additional income stream is perfect to cater to the way your clients are already shopping and doesn't require any additional hours in the salon. Whether you are a salon owner who wants to be smart with their retail choices, a sweet stylist who doesn't have a lot of room, or you're any beauty professional who wants to increase their income without increasing their hours, today's episode is one you do not want to miss. So without further ado, let's get started on today's episode. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I am so excited to have you today. I am so excited to be here. So excited. (laughs) So for anyone who is listening who hasn't had the pleasure of meeting you yet, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your role is within the beauty industry? Yeah. So I'm Michelle. I've been in the industry for 17 years. 15 of those years were in a commission-based salon and I opened up a small boutique salon almost three years ago now, actually. I'm, I'm redoing the math in my head now. I'm like, oh, I think I might be almost to 18 years, but we'll stick with the 17 for now. And I'm a passionate hairdresser. I love our industry. Like our industry saved my life. I can say that for sure. And my, my role is just to continue to find ways to serve and give back to you know, our awesome community and do what I can behind the chair to serve my clients in the best way I can. I love that so much. I've been following you on Instagram for a while, but the tutorials and the content that you create is amazing. And I absolutely love it. And I know that during the past couple of years, I've seen you talk about, um, different ways that stylists can increase their revenue behind the chair and then outside of being behind the chair. So I'm really excited to dive more in today and then also to just learn a little bit about your story and life as a salon owner and all the things. So I guess my first question is, because we're going to talk about affiliate marketing for hairstylists today, which I know is something that you do in your business as well behind the chair. So I saw on Instagram not too long ago, you actually shared the figures and what the difference that has made in your business. So would you mind giving a little bit of background for anyone who doesn't actually know what affiliate marketing is for hairstylists? 
Yeah. So affiliate marketing is honestly so simple. It's basically just affiliating yourself with the brands that you already know, love, and use behind the chair. And you are creating those relationships now in a way where you can sell to your clients even when they are away from the chair. So now you're setting up an affiliate link where your clients can buy from you through an online store and you get the credit. It's a beautiful thing because gone are the days when if we're out of a product, we can say to our clients, no worries, we'll have it back in stock in three to five days. Our clients are gone. They're out the door. They're moving on with their life. Mm -hmm. So now we can give them more ways of shopping with us and more importantly, more ways to stay connected to them even when they're away from the salon. Ooh, I love that so much. And that really allows you to monetize both your social media platforms, your your email list. And then, like you said, I love that option to be able to give your clients a link to order it online when they're even still in your space, right? That is an option as well. So I love that it gives a lot more opportunity because if we're being honest, people are shopping online more than ever. And I think that, you know, it used to be like, oh, well, I ran out of shampoo, but I'm going to see my stylist. So I'll wait. Now, more than likely, they're like, oh, I'll just order it. I'll just order it online and then I'll have it right away. So you can almost insert yourself into that process without necessarily having to do more work, which I think is super, super smart. And then it also takes out the stocking. So, you know, oftentimes maybe there's more than one brand that you want to carry, but as you know, particularly if you own a small salon or you're a sweet stylist, it gets pretty pricey to be stocking entire product lines, right? So how did you, what was your first step into that world? How did you even find out about it? So quite frankly, I started using affiliate marketing before the shutdown. So I think a lot of people have come to understand what it is more through the shutdown and beyond the shutdown because the shutdown made everybody buy online at a race pace. So now here we are. But actually before, and it's a lot of the things that you just said, when I left my commission-based salon of 15 years, I knew that there was a better way for me personally to serve my clients. And what I wanted to do was to create a relationship that went beyond the chair in a way where I could almost hold their hands when they're doing their hair. Because how many times have our clients said to us, oh, I can never blow my hair out the way that you do. I can never remember what products you use or what order they go in or what was that again? And so I was always thinking to myself, okay, how can I help them when they're not with me? So when I went to open up my space, I was thinking of that in a different way. So I knew that by creating codes with companies it could then allow me to make those relationships I already had with my clients so much more special, right? So it's definitely about monetizing more because I truly believe that hairstylists deserve to make the highest commissions possible because we do go above and beyond for our clients. And I know I do that. And so when I went to open up my own space, I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out to the brands that maybe are already doing this, maybe nudge some of the other brands that aren't and see if they want to. And what I ran into and to, to, I'm trying to sort of talk about all the things that you just talked about and bring it full circle. 
was that one of my favorite brands was not doing affiliate marketing. And just to be clear, there were only four brands that I knew of that I loved them already that were doing a form of affiliate. Wow. And when I reached out to this one brand that I loved dearly and weren't doing it, I was like, okay, how can I like get you guys excited about this? What can I do to support you? And it was like a brick wall. I had hit a brick wall and that was fine. And what was more crushing to me was the fact that in order to have that brand be a part of my new salon, I had to shell out over $10,000 just to put it on my shelves. Wow. And I just knew that that was not going to be a great long-term strategy for me. I didn't want to go into opening up the doors to my salon with more debt and more of this sort of pushiness. So then I was thinking to myself, okay, and then if I pack the shelves with this one brand, now I'm going to go into that salesy salesperson of needing to sell this now because I've just dropped 10 grand. So how can I put my client first finally and never feel pressure to sell again? Insert affiliate marketing. From that point forward, I said no to that brand. And I said yes to my mission of always empowering my client first, which was taking the pressure out of buying and always being able to answer their questions and allow them to buy the product when they need to, regardless if, is if they're sitting in my chair or not. Because a lot of my clients, I don't see them for 8, 10, 12 weeks sometimes. Oh. So the idea of them coming back in to pop in and, and buy the retail I had just invested thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on yeah. was just not going to work for me. So I've kind of forgotten the question that was asked <laughs> no, initially. Perfect. And I love, you just made a really good point too, because I remember when I got into the industry, so probably around the same time as you actually, because I had been behind the chair for 15 years before I stepped away. And, you know, it, clients came in every like six to eight weeks always, right? Because it was, you were seeing your clients so much more frequently. When I stepped away from the chair, I would see some of my clients every like three to four months. And even then they were just popping in for a glaze or whatever, like Often I wouldn't do a full balayage more than twice a year on a lot of my clients because they liked that more natural kind of grow out. So I think that's a really good point that, you, you know, just naturally as trends evolve, they're coming in less often. So if you can provide service when they're not physically in your chair, that's an amazing opportunity to be able to add value. And that's something I think about more and more lately when it comes to social media. Is like this idea that I think our industry has gotten that the only value that social media has is to like get new faces and attract new people. And I, I really don't agree with it. And I, I think that one of the best ways to utilize your platforms is to add value and deepen your relationship and build loyalty with the people who've already said yes. And so that's just another avenue for you to be able to serve and connect with your audience and your clients. I couldn't agree with that more. And I think that that's why I'm always trying to tell the story of everything I do is with my client in mind. It's never, I never think in the way you just said of how can I get more clients? Because I know that's going to come by default. I'm going to get new clients by making sure that that experience I'm providing for my current guest is at its highest step. 
right? And then I'm always going above and beyond. And I just love so much that you said that because that's so true because I think we've gotten into this sort of perfectionism in our industry of the sort of after photo being so perfect. And honestly, I think that the client really just wants to be a part of the experience Mm -hmm. and how we get them a part of the experience is by answering the questions that they ask us when they're in the chair all the time. It's the same types of questions offline. I think the bonus, pretty perfect after picture is, is that it's the bonus, Yes. but really using our platforms to answer those questions that they're constantly asking us is the gold mine that I think gets forgotten sometimes. Yes. And then when you inject the affiliate marketing on top of that, again, it doesn't feel salesy at all because then you're just leaving with them with, and if you want to find out more about this, here it is. And if you want to buy this right now, you don't have to wait the six more weeks to come in to see me. And then it just effortly flows. And I just think it makes a beautiful experience. You know, I agree. And I think that the thing too, that sometimes we forget as, as stylists when, you know, there's the negative connotations. And I think some of this comes from like mandatory minimums and, you know, all of those kinds of things, like you have to sell this much, you have to do this. And, you know, I think that that has given some stylists like a negative connotation of selling retail because they think that it's like, it's just about money. And we forget that, the products that we use, like we use them because we love them. Right. And so if you're offering that something to your client to make their experience at home easier, to make them more able to achieve the results you achieve in the salon, that's actually of service. It's not just about the money. It's also about, and there's nothing wrong. I'm the first person to say there is nothing wrong with wanting to make money. You need to want to make money. That is a part of, that's just a part of life and that's just the way it is. But I want to just, you know, position that it's not just about that. It's also about serving, making things easier for your client. And every time they use that product, they're thinking like, oh, my stylist is the best. Like this is so much easier. And if you're ethically giving them the things that they need, that is a, a value add, not something to be ashamed of. That's exactly right. When you serve, you sell by default. Mm-hmm. When you serve, you sell. I love so that. it's just telling what you're doing and why, what you're using and why, and then letting the rest fall into place. Yeah. And I will say too, like I, like I said, I follow your page and your content is valuable in and of itself. So I think that's a really important point as well is like, you know, and this is something I've talked about before. And with some of my coaching students is like, product posts don't do well with engagement is, is one of the comments that I hear a lot. And by, if you look at it at face value, it's true. If you just post a photo of a product and then just like a little description of it, typically that doesn't necessarily get a ton of engagement. I don't think that every post needs to. And I still think if you're not incorporating different types, like doing that at minimum will help your sales and will help your clients know about it. But if you're creating content that's valuable in its own right, and then just positioning the product, like you said, as like, oh, by the way, this is something that is, will help you get this result easier or faster or whatever, you can, you can balance out the best of both worlds. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about creating content to support your affiliate? Because I know that that's something you do so beautifully. 
Thank you so much. And you know, creating that content was such a long time coming. I remember there was a time when I was like creating content behind the chair and I knew that the content I make now was was like sort of on the vision board, right? And so I was like, how can I go from styling my clients to styling my own hair in a way where I'm showing them on myself? Because there's so many times when I'm in the chair that I'll say, like if my client says to me, for instance, I can never do what you're doing with the brush. I take my brush and I put it in their hand and I say, well, show me what you would do. And then they show me. And then I immediately am like, okay, well, this is what you're doing wrong. Just turn your hand, turn your body And then they're like, oh my gosh. And it's because they're looking at us doing it behind the chair and that's not the way they're going to do it. So I thought, okay, first of all, what's crazy is I never wanted to be in front of the camera. And I had to get myself over that because I was like to show my client, I have to show it on myself because then they can see themselves doing it when I'm doing it on myself. So that was like my first clarity point was, okay, when I make the content, I want to do it in a way that makes it look so easy that they can do it themselves. And then the second piece of what I try to inject in my content is really telling what I'm doing, why I'm doing it in a way that's simple and clear so that they can really get it. I'm just literally always thinking, what are the questions that my clients are asking me and how can I show them on myself so that they can see themselves doing it. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah, it absolutely. I love how you phrase it because it just makes it so simple. And this is something where I always talk from like a strategic marketing perspective about like, what's in it for them? Like make it valuable for your client. How can you make this something that they will take value from? And you just said it so simply. Like I just think about how I can explain it and how I can make it easy and how I can make it clear. And that's exactly... (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) I know I literally will go into my week thinking to myself, even now, okay, pay attention to the most asked questions this week. And then usually that's what I show up and share online. And that is my marketing strategy is (laughs) what are my clients asking me right now? So like in the summer, even like, I know this sounds so silly, but in the summer, you know, what are our clients talking about? How humid it is. So their hair is frizzier. So it's really like how to tame that frizz. So, I mean, that's just like in the simplest terms ever, but then creating content to really show up for that moment and then shift it as it shifts. Um, And you know, I love that because if you break it down, right, business in general, most businesses are solving a consumer problem, right? That's like the foundation of business in general. And then marketing is just showing how you solve that consumer problem. And so the way that, you know, like the way that you're kind of educating people and taking those issues and those questions that they have and creating content around that, I think that's brilliant. And that's definitely something I coach to. So if you're a listener of the podcast, you will yes. be super familiar. But the way that Michelle explained it is just so simple, so clear, and an amazing way to, to visualize the educational content that you create. So if a stylist is listening to this now, which I'm sure there are lots who are like, I want to get in on this affiliate marketing thing. First of all, where do you start? What is step one? Well, step one is really 
deciding your top, say, three brands that you love and are obsessed with. Don't think about all the brands. Start with a few. That's your first step. So what are the first three brands that you can't live without? What are your can't live without brands? And then you're going to go over to that website or, you know, Google it first and make sure that they are an affiliate. I would probably guarantee that there are because there's so many companies now that are doing it. And then you can go to the direct website and then you're just going to sign up. It's so simple and easy. So for instance, if you go over to, and I like to say Amika because they've been an OG since before the pandemic doing affiliate, you go straight over and they have an affiliate page. It takes four minutes. You put in your information and then you get an email that says, welcome to the affiliate program. And that's that. And then you have a dashboard and then the dashboard is basically where you copy your link from. And then you can track your sales in through there. I realized that by saying dashboard, I probably got ahead of myself, (laughs) but it really is that simple. You literally go to their landing page, sign up, you get a welcome email, you have a dashboard done. Can you share some brands that that have affiliate programs. And is this is this in the US mostly or is this something cuz I know I have listeners in the US and Australia, UK, Canada, all over. So when we're talking about these brands, are these specifically US brands that have affiliates or they may have them worldwide? Do you know the answer to that? Right. So obviously I live in the US, so this is, you know, for sure in the US. I do know that there are some crossover brands and there are some brands that say were developed in Australia or Canada that are doing it there too. Oh, so um, there's different brands that are going to be in more than one country. And then there are probably a couple of brands that maybe are just in the US. Okay. I really don't have the answer to that. Okay. I just want to kind of bring that up for anyone listening because I know that we do have a global audience. So just to just kind of like keep in mind type thing, these are predominantly US, but they may also be available in your country too. So definitely look into it. I'll give you like my top 10. And then if you do like want a full list, you can go over to my The Empowered Stylist Instagram page and the full list is on there. So that's a little, that's a little modest plug, but there's literally a full list there. But my top 10 brands that I love and adore and have really been just so amazing to our industry from the start and to now, you have Amika, you have R&Co, Beach Waver, you have T3, Verb, Virtue, Pureology is doing it, IGK, and Kitsch. This really gives an array of different types of brands too in terms of hair care, hot tools, accessories. So you really can think larger. You don't have to think just hair care brands. Like if you really want to get involved and take it to the next level, there are just so many options and opportunities to stock your own digital shelves just like a Sephora does. I love this. And that is such a great point because up until now, I had really been picturing in my head hair care, like wet lines and, you know, the peach waver, T3, like that is an amazing opportunity because A, you're going to use hot tools in all of your tutorial content creation in your day-to-day life. That's one of the first things we reach for. And one of the things that our clients, that is, has a substantial impact on how they're able to style their hair at home. I know when I started using a long barrel curling iron behind the chair, I was like, I'm talking about when they first came out, 
all of my clients were like, when do I get one? Like sign me up immediately. This is life changing. So there's clients that you have that are probably still struggling their way through styling at home. And this is a really great way to empower them to be able to recreate the looks that you create in the salon. That's exactly right. That's, you know, you talk about the long barrel iron the same way I do the beach waver because the beach waver for me was one of the very first tools that I could truly put in my client's hand and then feel like they were getting the look instantly. And so that's just one that's so dear to my heart because it really is the epitome of allowing your client to do what you are doing behind the chair once they get home, an amazing opportunity. Now, hot tools too. I actually just had a really high sales this month, which with Beach Waver, but hot tools is kind of one of those things that like when it hits, it hits. And when it doesn't, it's like, you know, who's buying hot tools in, you know, there are certain months, right? But then like Christmas time comes around and more people buy hot tools. But when it hits, it hits because you're getting a, say, 20% commission on a $150 tool. So it's just really good to acclimate yourself with a good hot tool brand as well. And I'm thinking too, oh my gosh, right on the tip of my tongue, Bioionic also has a program. And I know so many people in our industry loves the Bioionic. They also have, I think, a longer barrel iron as well. So that one is a good one to look into as well. That's amazing. And so can you share some like typical, because- I like to get really, really actual and really down and dirty into these topics on the podcast. So can you give an idea of what it can look like for your business financially if you're fully utilizing the affiliate like links and, and you're really going all in on this as part of your business structure? Yeah. So on average, I can say me personally, on average, I bring in profit wise around four to 500 extra a month. Wow. A slower month would be like maybe 300. And so that's why I always ask people if you could make $300 extra a month, yeah. would that change your life? And the answer for most people is yes, that's a car yeah. payment. That's so many things, right? Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is life changing and those are great numbers. Those are life changing numbers. And the beautiful thing here too, is that that is like a truly scalable option because you're not having, that is not $300 extra dollars that you're having to work an extra 10 hours a month to bring in. Like that is once you set it up and it sounds like it's super simple to set up. If you are marketing your business, you're creating content anyway. You are talking about product anyway. You're answering these questions anyway. So this is just a beautiful system that you can set and almost, it it almost automates itself because you're not the one ordering the product. You're not the one packaging. You're not shipping anything. You are just providing your knowledge and being compensated for it, which is, which is That's exactly right. (laughs) And it's actual profit. It's not what I call fake profit. Fake profit is thinking you've made $300 extra a month and then realizing you have to put another inventory order in or that extra time and efforts to put the inventory on your shelf. That takes all of that away. And time is money. If it's taking you an hour to stock your shelves a week, that's an hour that maybe you don't have time for. So this is actual profit, which is huge. That's why it's a game changer is because it's actual profit. That's amazing. And I think like, 
I, I just think this is something that especially for, you know, like salons, super smart for salon owners, but especially like sweet stylists, if you have been kind of blocked from the retail that you want to be able to provide due to the fact that it's too much of an investment, like there's almost a paywall for certain brands, right? Because it's the the intro orders and then you have to make sure that you're ordering all of these products, even if you're not selling them, every new product, it's auto shipping. So not that I'm saying there's never a time to do that because there certainly is, but you know, for the average independent stylist, you're not going to run through all of that inventory month over month. So this is a beautiful way to be able to introduce the revenue stream that is retail into your business without it being something that's going to compromise your financial your financial state. So I love that you're talking more about this and bringing it to the industry. Yeah. And that's so true too, because I think that we could probably all agree that nobody loves every single product in every single line. That's just, that's just the way it is because, you know, the lines are set up in a way to where they're so broad that they're speaking to so many different types of people and hair, which is great, but then everybody has that smaller percentage or that bigger percentage. And to just have it sitting on your shelf collecting dust is ultimately taking away from your profit because if you're selling all of this, but never any of this, then the profit isn't actually happening. That's so true. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. And we're sort of doing that in-between work for the brands to buy the products for them that we know we're never going to sell. Sell. And you know, that's kind of not fair when you think about it. I agree. (laughs) I agree. And especially like, you know, I think back in the day when, you know, huge salons and, you know, I think it's all to do with the success model and how we have evolved as an industry, right? Like it used to be, we would look at these huge salons and that was where you wanted to work. And that was like what you aspire to own and all of these things, because that was what the, the peak of success looked like, like a high end, huge, you know, 30 stylist commission salon downtown in a city. Like that was, I know when I was first coming into the industry, that was like where it was cool to work and all of these things. Right. And so maybe it made sense back then because you had a ton of different stylists who were all doing different things with different clients. We didn't niche in the same as we do now. And so I think that the industry has evolved. Our success ideas have evolved. Now we want like freedom. We want to be able to create beautiful experiences for our clients. We want all of these different things. And, you know, some of the intros just haven't caught up. So it's cool to be able to work with brands that you love without having to, invest all this, all this money and all this time into something that's not really going to pay off for you. It's more of like a status symbol. That's exactly right. And if there's one thing that I can inject here, since you just said status symbol, which I'm so glad you did, is that if you are an independent stylist, if you do own a suite, if you are in a smaller space, you do not need to buy into companies. That does not make you more or less. If you want to, that's great. But I think there's this weird guilt because of the story you just told. 
the guilt is that that's the way it's always been. And that's the way we looked at it, that those were the status symbols. And so we're carrying that with us and we can fully let that go. And when you go all in on affiliate, I will be the first to tell you that my growth has, has, has grown in ways I never thought possible. And if you're worried that you're not going to be able to build the relationships with the brand, I have built relationships with these brands in a way that I never could have done if I were stocking my shelves because you're now going through, you know, a sales associate, whereas I talk directly to the brand. So it is a relationship that I never even knew existed. So I say that all just to really see the possibility of how this can really change your business in a huge way. And I think that's, I'm so glad you added that because <laughs> there's so many old stories that I think our industry needs to release in general. And that is a hundred percent one of them. So this has been so enlightening and so valuable. I really, really appreciate your time. If my listeners want to go and find out more about you, which I'm sure they do and find out more about affiliate marketing, where can they find you? Exact page is Michelle Pritchard hair, Michelle with one L and my affiliate coaching only page is the empowered stylist. Perfect. I will link those in the show notes. So you're super easy to find again. Thank you so much for your time today, Michelle. This has been so empowering and which is very fitting with the empowered stylist. (laughs) And I just really appreciate you being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for letting me share. And this was really fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the hairstylist rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.